An old friend of mine was a man named Fred Borsch. I got to know him when he was the dean for a short period of time of my seminary, but before that he had actually been the bishop of the Diocese of Los Angeles, which is not a small role at all. Uh, but Fred was a humble person. He was small in stature. Um, he didn't draw a lot of attention to himself, but he had a wonderful loving presence about him. If you were to sit with him and have a meeting, often it would end in prayer, and he would come out from behind his desk and hold both of your hands and both of his as he would say prayers together. And I read a piece of writing that he did uh, some years ago when he was reflecting on being a young priest at a parish and he had gone to visit a family. And when he went to their home, there was a four-year-old who came to the door and he knew this kid from Sunday school. The kid opened the door the way Fred described it. He tugged the door open and without turning to look at his mother, he yelled to her and he said, Mom, Jesus is here. And I can imagine Fred's embarrassment. It was mistaken identity, or maybe not. I've been thinking about identities lately, and I've been thinking especially about faces. As we are now in the period of the coronavirus crisis where wearing masks is the thing to do. Any epidemiologist will tell you that sharing is not caring, and so it's the loving thing to do when you go out to put a mask on. And yet, I've been noticing how the way that people interact with each other, when you're wearing a mask, it's different. You don't see the other person fully. They don't see you. It's dehumanizing. It's kind of biblical in the sense of us putting a veil over our faces. And I wonder, what was it like that day when Jesus appeared, the risen Lord appeared to some of his followers on the road to Emmaus? The text does not describe to us what his face looked like. We don't know for sure, did he look the same as he looked before the resurrection or not? But we know that the people were right there in his presence, and they didn't recognize him. They were looking at his face, and they didn't see who he was. And they continue to talk, and then all of a sudden their eyes are opened. And I wonder, we don't know why they couldn't see, but was the reason that their fear had blinded them? I believe that you're not able to see the face of Jesus just with your eyes. It is with the eyes of your heart as the only way that you're really going to behold Jesus in your presence, as those people did finally that day. There's a phrase that seeing is believing. I think you can actually flip it. Believing is seeing. An important detail is when they were at dinner and Jesus breaks the bread in their presence. That is the moment when their eyes are really opened. And in fact, Bible scholars have pointed out that that refers most likely to something more than just the bread and even more than just the Eucharist, but that the bread being broken 
is the body of Christ, the whole community. The community was being broken open, and by being broken open, a little like perhaps we are at this time, they were opened up to be able to behold what they needed to see, Christ in their midst. Years later, when Fred was writing about that experience that he had, it reminded him of a very beautiful and famous prayer by Teresa of Avila. In her prayer, she writes, Christ has no body now but yours, no hands but yours, no feet but yours. Yours are the eyes through which Christ looks compassionately into the world. Yours are the feet with which he is to go about doing good. And yours are the hands with which he is to bless us now. I think that you could add one more line to that, which might be yours is the face of Christ. Jesus is here. Amen.